in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. The Top 10 is proud to bring you The Realist. Realist! Realist! Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of our special show, The Realist. Realist! Realist! Um, and that's when you decided to take a bite? All right. I mean, it's, um, you never had those before? Uh, uh, um, Were you not anticipating exactly what it is? I don't know, that, that, I don't know if that's loud enough. I like it when it's louder. That's as loud as the volume goes. Man. I know, man. Uh, I like it to feel like we're in a stadium. Now nah, we're talking. <laughs> okay, maybe it was a <laughs> fractional amount. I'll give you quarter inch to half inch max. That's about it. It made that much. You have the headphones on. Okay. I have that. I'm hearing That's it. Fine. So am I. It's right in my ear, but I don't know how the microphone's picking it up. I would assume because I'm not that close. Uh, true. Fair that, point. That it's fine, but. <laughs> Uh, how are you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, I'm good. Um, I'm happy to be joining back up again, doing a little bit of the realist. Yeah, uh, it'll be a good day. Um, I always enjoy the show because you have no idea of what they're going to send. We yeah. don't know what the topic is. Mm-hmm. The gist of the show is basically one patron uh, chooses the topic, and another two then submit their list for that topic, and then we do it like a regular show. We combine them, and we don't add or subtract any movies. We walk into a blind each mm-hmm. and every time, which mm-hmm. is like, I, I don't know which which topic are we covering today. Uh, it's been good because occasionally it's, oh, we, you know what? That was the second choice we had for that week. We haven't admitted it on the show. Right. It's like, that was our second choice. You timed it up with a release. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and other times it's just been like, what an out of the box. We should do that on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. one of those is actually coming. Yeah, probably. It's on the schedule as of right now. Uh, it was such a good idea. And they're like, okay, we should do this one. We've got ourselves an official schedule. It's we a did. big deal. We, it's a big deal. Finally, we crossed the Rubicon on that one. <laughs> what? You know what? This was all your project. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It was my... For two years. Yeah. <laughs> For two, two years, years, I've wanted us to build a Google Calendar so that we know what film, what subjects we have to tackle coming up and what we have scheduled. Because, I mean... As we do, especially over the last few months, as, we do, as we've done more for the patrons, more for the fans, the top ten, to encourage them to become uh, patrons of the top ten, I have lost track um, of what needs to get done, um, and also because I've got all these other other things going on in mm-hmm. my mind. It's like, and, I, and that doesn't mean that Matt's not busy. I just mean like I'm busy with similar shit, so yeah. it just I just it gets lost in my head. Sure, you know. Um, so I needed to build that calendar up. And I got the idea from Steve because Steve has our Cinephiles calendar like on point because Steve is super anal about this shit. Sure. He has it on point. So I just thought it occurred to me that it would be nice to get it on for us. But um, finally, I just asked Kristen Smith and she built it for us. And thank God because now we have a calendar where we can look at things and see what's coming up. I mean, I'm still going to text Matt and go, what do we got going on this week? Probably because I'm terrible about that shit. You did it two days ago. I did. You're like, what are we doing this week? I did. And I had to tell you what the uh, topic was. I don't want to say it because this comes out before that show. That's true. 
And it's like, yeah, in my head, though, it was like, we got that calendar and he still asks me. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> uh, Join my girlfriend. She feels the same way. She's like, it's, and she just responds now, it's in the fucking calendar. That's what she says to me. Oh, you got her putting shit in a calendar? Well, oh, no, too? she is mad about that. Because I said to her, I said, babe, because like, she was like, I don't know when you're coming home when you're not coming home after work. I don't know when you've got recordings and screenings and blah, blah, blah. So she was like, we, uh, I said, well, we can build a calendar. She was okay. If we build this calendar, though, I'm gonna put shit in it. So you've got to put shit in it. I'm still at that phase where it's like every week, every other week, I'll put stuff in it, and the other week, I'll just tell her what I've got going on. If I tell her on a Sunday what I'm going for the next five days, I yeah. feel like I've handled it. But no, no, she's very much like, is it in the calendar? Then it doesn't exist. And I'm like, okay, so. Yes, she's on you. She's I know. She's on top of you to do that shit. I'm learning, man. I don't like. Hence you. why we haven't had calendar till now. It's like I, I yeah. Matt, Matt foot bros it goes with the flow, man. Matt's. I already. I keep it all tra- in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like we got this, this coming up, and then I take a picture when we write out the topics. I take a picture out of my phone, so mm-hmm. then I can just go back to that in a folder. Yeah. Just way easier. But I just do it like that and be like, oh yeah, we got that coming up, and then of course it's the end of the month or it's whatever. And this, who should be doing this and. It's all just a system, a pattern, so I can just follow the pattern and know I, what it is. I feel like I work better with people like you and Steve and Lindley because you all are so, like, organized about certain things so I can free flow within it. I know it's frustrating. And I'm sure it's irritating. But well, it's, it's just when you want the organization, I'm like, go oh, well, at it. <laughs> Have at it. This is all your baby. I'm not, you know, I inputted all this I stuff. I put into the did. entire calendar. I was like, you know what? I will do that to help it start it off. Yeah. But I already told you, it's like, if you need it, man, go crazy. I will happily help out. Yeah, you, and you did that. That's for damn sure. And, uh, so, and thanks to Kristen Smith for building it. So anyway, do um, you want to jump into this thing? Yeah, I think we've kibitzed enough about okay. the show in oh, general that's... as a whole, as a, <laughs> a macro sense for the fan. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, we already explained the way the relist works. So the yeah. three people, and thanks to Chris Alexakos who helps put every one of these shows together. Oh, yeah. And the shout-out list and... He does so much for us, as does you know, Kristen Smith, Matthew Hasso, Joe Ibarra, and uh, uh, Mike uh, Shea. Yeah, Mike Shea. Um, I almost said Schultz, and I was like, I don't even know a Mike Schultz. I like Mike Schultz. <laughs> sure, it sounds like an old gangster. I put the oh Schultz. <laughs> well, there's Dutch Schultz. That's why That's I just jumped right. to that. Uh, I was thinking Schultz from the Hogan's Heroes. Uh, <laughs> you got me. Put the episode up, Schultz. Yeah, I never uh, watched Hogan's. Heroes. Oh, for God's sakes, what really? Look, go back and watch that and tell me it's still a legitimately good show. It is. I watch it every once in a while on. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, Nick at Night or one of those show, one of those channels that plays the old stuff on there. Okay. Yeah. Do you those, actually stop to watch Hogan's here? Yeah, those are dangerous for me because I will go into a wormhole and sit there and watch old shows for like three hours because I'm just remembering being a, a kid watching that shit on a black See, and white. It depends television. on the show. Really? I can't just do that with any. Freaking show. Well, they're smart to connect them for those of us who are of a certain age who loved those shows. Like, you can go from Hogan's Heroes into uh, Good Times into... Yeah, I can do that, too, with yeah, you know, right this to this to this right. in my Same. childhood that other people can easily... Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a touchstone for me, too. Right. Just Hogan's Heroes to me. is I've, I've never really watched it. Gone back and seen, like, the Gilligans. I've seen all the Brady Bunch. I've seen all the... Mm-hmm. And that was one where you hear the premise and like, really? This was a show? Which one? Brady Bunch? Hogan's Heroes. Oh, yeah, right. The Nazis. <laughs> well, let's make Nazis comedic. Like, what? We're still fresh on the heels of this. This is, You're basing this on concentration camps. And it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw nothing or whatever the fucking guy says yeah. all the time. It's his I catchphrase. Yeah. 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 It's like, this is bonkers. 
And I guess it was a uh, a Jewish guy that created that show and yep. then sold it. Well, it's a Jewish guy who's also who played. I think, if I'm not wrong, the, uh, plays Werner Klemp, the yeah. the main uh, commandant of the camp. I yeah. believe you're right. There's uh, more than one Nazi, if I'm not mistaken, was Jewish. But yeah, probably. Oh, well, fair enough too. Yeah. Well, I'm saying of the actors. Oh, the actors. Okay, all right. I, I didn't do this much. I try. I defer to you when it comes to historical research. <laughs> it's not really a story. You knew a lot of Jews that were Nazis or know about that. Right? Well, there's two Jewish actors playing Nazis. That's all I'm saying. I okay. believe. Okay, all right. It was a Jewish guy that sold it. Just like I can't believe this flew and yeah. You're not, you're not saying there were like Jews that were masquerading as Nazis in in, the, in as, World War Two. Yes, World War Two. Sure, it happened. Yeah, probably. Just self preservation. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I guess in yeah. life. It's a shitty situation, that's for sure. Now that we're depressed, everybody. Um, um, so what's, I, think, I think they know about what happened in World War II. Well, I don't know. <laughs> if we're illuminating anyone right now to what World War II is, please stop this right now. As much as I don't want to lose a listener and go and watch any of a thousand movies, listen to podcasts, history channel, you got to know about World War II. It's one of those things in life. <laughs> I mean – if you're American, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, <laughs> These World, are the big War, ones. War, World War II, those are like the three three big ones. World War One's kind of an afterthought as far yeah. as my education growing True. up in this country. I had to go yep. back and discover most of it on my own. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> and those are the three that we're fixated upon. What about Vietnam, the we skirted over. We did, we did. What was it? What about what? The Hindenburg. Where does the Hindenburg lie in? Not- I don't remember ever. I found out about that outside of school. Oh, oh, really? Did you find out? You really yeah. found out about the Hindenburg oh, in school? Yeah, in history class. Well, is it a fucking Zeppelin explodes historical yeah. fact day? And what was like, a big deal? Like that idea of the end of that form of transportation, an airship like that. That's a big deal, man. Uh, true, but at the same time. Does that ever really seem like a reliable mode of transportation? I can't believe anybody thought of that as a long-term solution. Good point. So it was convenient, but ultimately you're floating around on air or hot air balloon, all that jazz. Hot air. Yeah. You're like, you know. A balloon that can go up at any time. I am going to get more of these. These are fantastic. I'm going to buy I can't believe you never had those before? Peanut butter dark chocolate I've never had before. I've had those terrible raisin ones or whatever. But shout out to the Kind Bars. Maybe they want to sponsor the top ten down the road. Yeah, sure. Uh, I – Buy theirs on a decent uh, clip. Them, Cliff Bars, a couple others, but it's only when, mm-hmm. shit, I'm not going to be home for four hours and I'm not going to have time to, like, eat. Yeah. So I'm just – I grab one of those whenever I stop for, like, something like this, just any kind of drink. I think that's the next thing we need. We need somebody who's going to be able to, like, get us sponsorships. I mean, somebody's going to, like, be able to talk us up to brands and show them our numbers and our rabid fan base and our Patreon. I see, like, this is the kind of – um show you need to be sponsoring okay i'm just saying if there's anybody listening to us who who, who has an ability to do that or does that already in a, a, a certain field come on and help us out we'll give you a shout out oh yeah we'll let you call into the show i just i instantly looked at your shirt and it's very uh militaristic oh yeah yeah just like in color cut, cut. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a clash but just this boom you're coming out you're you know getting the let's do this I'm just tired, Matt. I want us to get to the next level. We're, we, we will. We've got a great fucking show, man. We do. We need more people to be listening to us. We will. Well, I look, it's ebbs and flows, ups and downs, and uh, the sponsorship would thoroughly help. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight you on that whatsoever. We do have some things cooking in the back burner. We that, do. You're right. Uh, bring with those and just like kind of roll out even more stuff and slowly, you know, go yeah. from there. Yeah, I'm sorry if you hear me eating. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. 
Um, so our topic for this, if I'm right about this, if, am I right on this? Did I get the right one? Well, here, I'll start. Why don't you do that? It's from Angela Dashner. Okay. And she picked the top 10 Helen Mirren movies. Oh, okay. Uh, so that is correct. Yeah. So I've got those. Uh, so we have two people that submitted. Brandon Monroe okay. and the aforementioned Kristen Smith. Uh-huh. They have submitted their lists. So do you want to go – do you want to take the top list or the bottom list? I, I, don't, I don't know if I have it, man. You just pulled it up. I pulled, on the top, I pulled up the top ten Pixar voiceover actors. Is there one below that one? Keep scrolling. Down? Scroll to the bottom. Okay. Scroll to the bottom. Otherwise, I forward <sighs> it to your other email account that you asked me to. Yeah? And you can find it in there. Uh, all right. Who is this from again? Who's the person who suggested the topic? <laughs> it's it's from Angela Dashner. Angela Dashner. Listen, I'm usually more prepared than this. I don't know why I can't find it. All right. Let me see. You forward it to me? To that other email address you asked me to. Okay. Oh, Matt Nost. Thank you. Ah, here we go. Angela Dashner. Nice. And Brandon Monroe's the other guy. Correct. All right. So who... Ooh, ooh. Start us off. All right. Um... Yeah. Sorry for the delay, but this topic proved to be a widowmaker. Oh, never mind. All right, Angela Dashner, select the top ten here in Helen Mirren movies. Angela provided her own list if you want to read it at the end. So, Brandon Monroe's first? Yeah. So I'm taking that one. Go for it. All right, hello, Mr. Nose and Mr. Roku. I met you guys in London. Would like to thank you, too, for being such gracious hosts, despite being racist to my home country of Canada. <laughs> you cannot be racist towards a country, for God's sake. No, we can just be right. Yeah, fair enough. Your show was the best part of my UK trip and hope to finish that Oilers talk with Roka eventually. Oh, yeah. Also, would like to thank all the great fans I met at the live show, but especially to Paul for taking me to a West Ham game. Hey, Paul. There you go. Nice. Paul took us around BBC. I am not a huge Helen Mirren fan, so I had quite a bit to catch up on, but be that as it may, if I'm missing any exceptional movies, I look forward to the roasting I will receive. All right. Number 10, starting out with Inkheart. Not the greatest film, but entertaining. Is Inkheart in your list? Uh, no. Okay. Inkheart gets a good performances gets good performances from Brendan Fraser. Also, Andy Serkis always plays a good villain. I don't know this movie. Do you know this movie? No. Okay. I remember when it came out. Um, because this came out like uh, somewhere around Stardust too. Yeah. Like there was a, in my head a couple different of these kind of the same quality of movie. Oh, okay. The same type of like story structure trope almost, but not really, but kind of. Right. Um, so in my head, they coexist. Ink Heart. Okay. I do not remember a movie called Ink Heart. Isn't it about like him, uh, he writes books or something and the characters come to life? Or, oh, yeah. Uh, something along those lines. Wow, dude. What a memory. Yeah, well, with okay. a name like Ink Heart, it, uh, you know, you can only really go <laughs> a few different right. ways. I suppose you're right. Uh, Paul Bettany's in this as well. Wow. All right. A lot of people, a lot of interesting people in this. All right. Um, then her number nine, uh, if I can find it here. Where did I put that thing? Damn it. All right. Her number nine is Prince of Egypt. Do not have it. Is that Helen Mirren? Who does she play? Is she play the queen? I would guess so. She is then there. Her mother, or did she play one of the? Uh, That'd be tough for me. I don't part know. of Noah's old actual family and mm. whatnot. She does play the queen. Okay, okay. I was right. Um, 
Yeah, her old crew is yeah the old crew is uh, other people, right? So yeah, interesting. All right, all right, yeah, all right. I like. It. I love this movie. I love Prince of Egypt. It's one that me and one of my uh, good friends, Michael Vogel, who does who's one of the geek buddies, we um, always do lines from the movie to each other, just to fuck around with each other. Sometimes I think it's a great unrecognized animated film that people need to to revere a little bit more. Yes, it's a biblical story, so you could be like, oh, if I like it, blah blah blah. But like to me. It's actually just a great story about the uh, the the uh, ending of two brother uh, the relationship between two brothers. It's way more poignant than you would think, and I and I appreciate that about the movie. And it's got a great soundtrack. That was beautiful. It was a perfect summation. <laughs> it was I, everything about the, what you just said. I echo. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. it's yeah. a fantastic movie. Uh, you know, uh, good. What is it? Steve Martin and Nathan Lane. Is he the second? Martin Short. Martin Short. That's yeah. right. I can't believe I thought said Nathan Lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is the two basically alchemists, you yes. know, the two charlatans <laughs> in the face of God yeah. type of thing, uh, just doing parlor tricks. But well cast. Yeah. You know, Val, uh, Kilmer. Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes. Yep, yep. Sandra uh, Bullock. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Right, right. From Michelle who, Pfeiffer. Who is Ramesses, the first? Oh, the older. Yeah. Oh. And it Ramesses. Ramesses the second is yeah. Noah's – or not Noah's uh, – Ram, yeah, Ray finds his Ramses when he's older, right? Um, yeah, that's his Val Kilmer's brother, okay. in essence. Okay. I don't see a listing for anybody who plays the dad. So, is Ray finds Ramses the first or second? Isn't he Ramses? Yeah, but he's the. Remember, they're brothers. They have yeah, a dad. Yeah. Now that would make him. Do you see Ramses the first or? Is I there... do not. No. But I see Seti, which is his dad. That's okay, Patrick Stewart. There you go. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then Danny Glover's in this thing as well as Jethro. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's okay. I remember him when it comes to the the the, uh, the kind of roaming village. Not really, but yeah. it's a, one guy. It's not a shepherd. He's not a camel herder. He's a uh, – there's a word for it. Oh, Anyway, it's okay. kind of like a nomadic type yes. of individual, yeah, yeah. whatnot. But it's a, they move with him like this entire group of individuals. I yeah. believe. Anyway, yeah, I think he's the the lead of that. Yep, he is. And All right, what do you got next? Number eight is red. Uh, that's a punt. Okay, cool. What do you got? All right, start off. Uh, this is from Kristen Smith. Okay, and it's about time you let a sub hobo make a relist. Hey, <laughs> listen, it's a random draw. <laughs> And thankfully, eventually, we had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get a couple numbers we hadn't gotten before. Then, boom. There she is. Sub Hobo somehow makes it above uh, the Mendoza line for a show. Or the Menchaca line. The Menchaca line. That's much better. That is much better. Come on. Uh, But for real, thanks for letting me join in for this episode. I am super excited to hear what you guys have to say about Helen Mirren. She is a huge role model on how to be a strong woman in a harsh environment. Looking through Mirren's filmography, I realize I have a lot of movies I haven't seen of hers, so my list is missing some iconic roles. Mm. I didn't have a lot of time to put this list together, so I couldn't watch anything that I have missed, but the list I got I am pretty happy with. Much love from your least favorite Smith. (laughs) At number 10, she has The Tempest. Ooh. Uh, let me see if I got that on the list. Tempest. Is that with a T? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not on it. All right. Kristen says, as a Shakespeare fan, mm-hmm. I had to pick at least one adap- uh, adaptation for this list. Yeah. And sorry, my screen is tiny. And Mirren has been in many. This is not a great movie, but it's not even a good movie. <laughs> Maybe it's not even a good movie. 
But changing the gender of the main character, Prospero, was such a cool idea. And Helen Mirren plays the character with so much intensity that it is hard not to love her performance, regardless of the movie it is in. Uh, Is that how you say it? Prospero? Uh, Prospero. Prospero. Yeah. I have never seen this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I saw it. I've only seen a few Shakespearean plays. Yeah? It's a handful. You're not not a Shakespeare guy? I saw most of them when I was younger, so I found the language impenetrable. Yeah, and now fair. that I'm older, I can yeah. I can follow along. It's still – there are turns of phrase that take me a second to compute and they've yeah. already moved two lines on. Yeah. Uh, but then I just kind of go with my visual cues and I get back into the rhythm again. Uh, fair enough. But yeah, I don't – Okay. I don't see all that much in the way of Shakespeare. All right. You saying, you're saying you see just tons. Yeah. I, if it's on film, I'll watch it. Um, like I just like on the way back from London, I watched that uh, Brana film that he did a couple of months ago called All Is True, where he plays William Shakespeare after yeah. he's written his last play and he comes back home and what he deals with having to grieve the death of his son who had died a few years before, but he had not grieved with his family about it. So it's about how he comes back and has to like rediscover um, the connections he had with his family and also a tone for him going off to London and becoming this huge, massive success and having these affairs, but never coming, rarely coming back home yeah. to see his family, you know? And so it was like a, all of that. It's really good. I enjoyed it. If you like Shakespeare, I think you'll enjoy the movie. Ian McKellen is great as well in the, in the movie. And uh, Dame Judi Dench plays his uh, wife, Anne Hathaway. So, okay. Yeah. Have but, you seen The Tempest? I have seen The Tempest. I, yeah. Shakespeare has been on film. Apparently, you have seen it. So. Yes. I try to see as much as I can. Of the Would you go with her assessment that it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a meh uh, interpretation, like okay. Titus. Titus is a meh film, but it's a great performance from Hopkins and Jessica Lange. I've tried to watch that like three times. Yeah, it's tough, man. Julie Taymor is not easy, man, on film. I think she's a great theater director, but on film, Julie is tough. Okay. Like, across the universe is Julie Taymor. So it's well, tough. But then there was that new one that came out with it's got Hopkins and it's got you mean King Lear, the one that came out on Amazon King? Prime. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's King Lear. Any good? Yeah, fuck yeah, that was good. Okay. It's it's a chore, it's a slog because it's three hours, but it's worth it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Like I said, the Macbeth, the Fassbender Macbeth is incredible. That's good. It's an hour and forty minutes. They stripped away a lot of the text and just made it. Like just hit the basic beats yeah. and put a lot of emoting in between the lines, which I really enjoyed. So I, I would definitely recommend that one. All right. And at 90 minutes. You can clip through that one. Yeah, you can. Yeah. At number eight, she's got 100-foot journey. Oh, I remember that one. I do not. Uh, that uh, No, not on this list. All right. She writes, this is a fairly overlooked movie with a lot of heart. Mirren plays a stuck-up chef whose old-school mm-hmm. methods and attitude is challenged by a talented young chef who moved from India with his family. While it may be a little by the numbers, it is one of those movies that makes your heart warm and your stomach growl in the best of ways. How does a, stu- a sub-hobo have a warm heart? How is, is that possible for a sub-hobo? Well, the thing is, you know, 33 isn't freezing, you know? <laughs> so you can come up a fractional amount, but you're still in that weird transitive state of are you a solid, are you a liquid, are you going to revert to gas? I don't know, but you're probably going to stay closer to solid area. You can thaw a little. So it's just slightly warm. I'm okay. just saying there can be temperature fluctuation, but it sure. is what it is. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, have, I don't even remember this movie. Uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of came and went. One of those kind of like quick little small British films, like uh, 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 what's what's the salmon one? Yemen, the one oh, with, uh, salmon fishing in Yemen. Yeah, salmon fishing in Yemen. Yeah, that one. That, like Emily Blunt was in that, but that one kind of came and went. So yeah. every once in a while, these British films come over here and they just kind of come and go after a few weeks. And this one Journey. sounds more like the feel good. Yeah, it kind of was one of those kind of, type of films. What's the, what's the other one? The the what was one with the old people about the hotel? I forget what that one was called. Um, there was another one with like yeah, I don't know. they had a hotel, the grand something. I can't remember what it's called, but something like with the hotels and all these old British actors like I, Judy I, Dench. I've seen a couple. And there's you know, a sequel even. Every once in a while, you just so see these smaller movies or whatnot. Yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. at the farewell, I saw a trailer for a movie that sounds like that, where it's ah, six older people right. and they're all British and they're just, yeah. you know, it's modern day topsy turvydom on some level. <laughs> right on. Uh, all right. But yeah, I have not uh, seen this. Perhaps I'll go back and see it. Yeah. What's your seven? The Cook, the Thief, the Wife, and His Lover, and Her Lover. Not on my list. Okay. Uh, a movie that is enjoyable and disturbing at the same time. A movie that taught me to to be careful what I vow to do. Uh, okay. And said, bon appetit. Uh, I remember watching this one. Yeah, this is kind of a, a weird thing to admit. But I remember watching this one because it was, yeah, a Peter Green, Greenway film. And I remember uh, Helen Mirren is like in this weird kind of like sexy dress. Mm-hmm. Outfit, and so I watched it to see if she got naked or got. No, this was back at that time when I was like exploring, watching things. I was like eighteen, nineteen years old. Like, oh, it's gonna get the VHS and watch it, you know, that kind of thing. Or I, I did the cliched. Back in the day, you could turn into a channel and it, the the image would come on for yeah. like one to two seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and doing that on like Showtime or Cinemax or something, it you know twelve fifteen at night because I'm up super late for right. some weird reason. And you catch it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I remember there's one called I think it was called Top Model. Oh, okay. And I knew it was on the list, and it had boobs in it every once and again, and <laughs> it was on for so long yeah. that eventually I'd know. Oh, if I click it now, just like it's not for another ten or fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. It's a weird little film. Uh, it's described as the wife of an abusive criminal finds solace in the arms of a kind regular guest in her husband's restaurant. But they go into these like, weird kind of um, uh, dreamlike sequences mm-hmm. as she's kind of like negotiating out of this situation. And then, of course, the guy figures out what's going on and there's a confrontation. So it's an interesting film, certainly. Uh, and it's, what, only seven years after Excalibur. So... Helen is very much in her prime as an actress and uh, as a, a, a very sexy uh, person. Uh, all right, number six is Hitchcock. Um, did I skip over my nine? Maybe. What was your nine? Excalibur. Yeah, you skipped it over. It. Totally ah. skipped over it. You're having a bad day. It's a day. punt anyway. I'm having a bad day. It's, Go. All right. it's a punt anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Um, all right, so mine? No, a number six, Hitchcock. That's mine. No, nope. we just did my seven. So you don't have Hitchcock, okay? Nope. Uh, uh, oh, Brandon says uh, uh, Mirren does a great job pl- of playing the wife of a brilliant, selfish filmmaker while he attempts to make his masterpiece, which is Psycho. Um, and this was fun. I really enjoyed this film. Anthony Hopkins plays mm-hmm. Hitchcock, and uh, I think Scarlett Johansson plays Janet Lee. Okay, uh, and uh, I can't remember who plays Anthony Perkins in the movie, but. This, I thought, was really a fun film uh, and that explored the relationship between um, Helen Mirren's character and Anthony Hopkins because they're husband and wife, obviously. And she wrote a lot of or helped co-write a lot of the stuff that he he did. And uh, so seeing their relationship kind of like 
at this later stage, after all these years and successes and failures, uh, he is uh, going through a crisis of confidence, uh, about to do Psycho. She is flirting with Danny Houston and the possibility of leaving him because he's becoming obsessed with yet another blonde lead actress in his film with Janet Leigh. Yeah. And so she's starting to question things. So all of it gets explored here. And Helen Mirren does a really nice job in this movie. I, okay. I, yeah. It's a great choice. Uh, what do you got? At seven, I've got the punt from earlier, Red. Okay. Do you want to say what? Uh... Oh, sure. Uh, let me see here. He said, uh, she is funny and a badass in an underrated film that actually gets a decent performance from Bruce Willis. <laughs> There's a shot. <laughs> uh, and then she wrote, <laughs> uh, ba- I mean, the, the opening line is roughly the same thing. Gotta love a badass lady in a male-centric movie. Mirren is by far my favorite part of this movie with her dry humor and fun action scenes. Oh, and go. she's the only reason I watched the sequel. Parenthetically, oh, yeah. fight me. <laughs> Who wants to fight over Red? Well, Red 2 is what she's saying. Is the hill you want to die on Red 2? I don't think that, you know, it's, I think it's more like, go ahead, knock yourself out. I'm glad the, you like it. The problem is, you know, the, these mountains that you decide that this is the, the hill yeah. I stand on, that one's like a, an anthill, you know? So people are oh, going to overrun right. you pretty quick on that. <laughs> <laughs> you can stand on that hill, but I don't even know if you can call it a hill. Or people are going to walk around going, what's wrong with that person? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the lone voices. Yeah. But uh, Red, I, I liked the first one. Sure. It was okay. Yeah. It was fun. It yeah. was fun. For what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I don't know that they, it seems like that's what they all showed up to do. They wanted to have a good time and they yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Malkovich, Willis, uh, Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren and then. Les- oh. Is Morgan Freeman in this? Morgan Freeman, I think, is in it. Yeah. And uh, the Mary Louise Parker, right from Weeds, probably she plays. I think the love interest for She's Willis. Been in so many different. You're right. She has. She has. Uh, all right. Uh, My six. Yeah. Is Trumbo. That's a punt. Okay. Shockingly enough. All right. Uh, my number five is a punt from earlier, uh, or a few seconds I ago. Punt. Excalibur, yes. Uh, let's see, Brandon says, an epic film and still the best King Arthur movie to date. You'll get no argument from me on that. Go ahead. Christian writes, I love King Arthur stories, and Mirren plays the king's half-sister Morgana so well. Yeah. The character is a dual role, ha- pardon me, dual role having to pretend to be a good, uh, pardon me, Jesus, I need to just, <laughs> I'm trying to read this from too far away. Uh, having to pretend to be good and while being extremely evil throughout the film. Mirren is both charming and delightfully evil when called for. Oh, yeah. A must-see for anyone who wants to see Mirren in weird metal underwear. Oh, okay. Maybe that's another one I should have sure. involved in. Why not? Uh, yeah. You can extol the virtues of that movie. Go right <laughs> ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, and uh, obviously, I, lo- I love it to pieces, and I think it's great. It's not just for the metal, metal underwear. It's more a matter of like... She's at the beginning, you know, or no, not the beginning, but like, I don't know, quarter, two quarters away, three quarters away in the movie or halfway through the movie, she shows up and and then she just puts such a um, twist on everything because she is the daughter of the actual legitimate union between um, Arthur's uh, between what's it, between Arthur's mom mm-hmm. and her husband because Uther Arthur's dad is the one who uh, you know goes in the mist Gabriel Byrne and has sex with her and so they are half brother and half sister Morgana and then Arthur and Morgana have sex under because Morgana like uh, you know tricks him uh, and uh, their son Mordred is the result of that and then he has to fight Mordred in order to stop the evil from spreading in the world so but she's great in it she's so fun. 
Great names. Yeah, yeah right. I know. <laughs> Just great names. Arthurian times. Well, it's all variations on roughly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Morgana, Mordred. Yeah. Uh, you know. Gawain. Um, all right. So that was number five. That was your five? Yeah. What's your five? My five is uh, Madness of King George. Ooh, nice. Not on the list. I like that movie. All right. She says... Helen Mirren plays Queens really, really well. Mirren isn't outacted by Nigel Hawthorne in this movie, which is a huge compliment given how off the wall he gets. Mm-hmm. Her patience and loyalty to the increasingly crazy King George is really fun to watch. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. Yeah, uh, Nigel Hawthorne's good in the movie. Yeah, but she's, I mean, because it's all about like, because that's the King George that obviously we do the, uh, when we break away from mm-hmm. England and the revolution. Yeah. So to see him going crazier as the film goes along and what she has to do, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I remember watching it uh, in the 90s, I think. I believe the – didn't he have syphilis? Yes. We just didn't know at the time that if left unchecked without antibiotics. Right. It will eventually drive you mad. Yeah. Uh, it's supposedly, I think, what happened to Capone. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. What do you got to for? Right. For is the long good Friday. Not on here. Okay. Uh, Brennan says, a great, suspenseful British gangster film that I feel doesn't get talked about too often. I agree True. with that. Bob Hoskins is a scary individual and a great performance from a younger Helen Mirren. Yeah, she more than holds her own as his lover, yeah. so to speak, but also business partner. And she helps you know, basically smooth in the exterior of his image when they go to meet these higher-end clients. She's a great way and yeah. end. Uh, she's cultured by all comparison mm-hmm. and and whatnot, uh, and she plays a good, basically a, a perfectly a perfect orbit around Bob Hoskins, mm-hmm. and they have a great dynamic between the two of them. It's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I remember seeing I've seen it like three or four times because it didn't come out in the late eighties, I think. It's I would say of, early eighties. Early eighties. Wow. Okay. I would say like eighty two is my guess. Wow. Right, it could see. be wrong, but oh. it's like 82, 84 maybe. I can't – in my head, it doesn't exist outside of that. 1980. Fuck me. You're right. 1980. There you go. Wow, dude. Woo-hoo. And that's full on like Bob Oskins. Bob Oskins. Oh, yeah. No, it's he's playing – Oh, my gangsta. Just some roughneck hoodlum that yeah. managed to fight to the you know top of part of the food chain in London. Yeah. And, uh, well, he ran into some interference, you know? You, you SME lovers – uh, might not know that Hoskins was could be a pretty brutal badass in films in the eighties and seventies uh, as well. He was pretty incredible as an actor. Uh, yeah, that being said, all right, yeah, that or Who Framed Roger Rabbit? If we didn't get the <laughs> oh, other that's reference, true. that's true. Who Framed Roger? Is it Eddie? Although he's the character's name, yeah, Eddie. I can't remember the last name though. Uh, Valiant. Is it Eddie Valiant? I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Eddie Valiant. Isn't that right? I think you're right. I don't want to. I'm pretty sure it's Eddie Valiant. Um, yes, it is. Eddie Valiant. Whew. All right. Uh, all right. Where were we? Oh, you know what's sad? The four films that are listed for him on his IMDb, Long Good Friday, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mona Lisa, which is also another one that people don't have not watched mm-hmm. enough from 1986, and Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Unfortunately, an iconic movie. Sadly so. Sadly so. Uh, all right, that was your number. Oh, that was my number four. What's your number four? Four is Eye in the Sky. Yeah, not on the list. Okay. That's the drone one, I think, right? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, so Kristen writes, this is an interesting film that sort of demystifies drone warfare. Mm, pardon me. There it is. I had to burp there. Uh, in a frustrating way. Mirren plays 
this no-nonsense colonel that must uh, deal with a frustrating and endless chain of command. She helps keep the movie tense while we wait for British politicians and U.S. generals to ping-pong uh, tournaments to make a decision. Mm. At, at ping-pong tournaments to make decisions. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a stupid back and forth. This bureaucratic, nobody, you know. Yeah. You can't act in a theater unless you've been acted on type of thing. So oh. you're just waiting for provocation, but that's not how it really works type of thing. Right. And, well, who's going to take culpability? Well, I'll realize that has to happen mm. type of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. That seems high, though, for it. Four, really? Yeah, I know. I kind of agree with that, too. Um, Rickman's in that thing, right? He's, Alan? Yeah, isn't he in that? No. Oh, I'm thinking something else. You're thinking of something else. Is it, there's no way Alan Rickman is in that. Okay. Eye in the Sky, right? Eye in the Sky. 2015. Helen Mirren, Aaron Paul. Yeah, he plays the drone pilot. Oh, yeah, I guess not. I thought it was Alan. I thought Alan Rickman was in that. Uh, he is in that. There it is. Lieutenant General Frank Benson. He's the wow. one in the war room. Do not remember him in it at all. I remember him from the trailer. I thought it was such an odd thing for him to be part of. Yeah, I just remember, like, basically what sticks out is Mirren and then the what's happening, what they're watching from above. Right. And the action as it unfolds there. Yeah. The other characters. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted it to be better, and it wasn't. Uh, All right, my number three, or uh, Brandon's number three, is uh, The Queen. That's a punt. Okay. All right. Three for me is Calendar Girls. Not on the list. Good choice, though. A bunch of 40-plus women decide to pose for a nude calendar for charity. Not your average story, but it's but it's pretty funny, mainly because of Mirren. Mirren's sense of humor shines through in this movie, and her charm and wit create a really fun atmosphere. Mm. I have never seen it. Oh, really? Have you? Yeah. It's a cute little film. Um, I mean, that was that time where I was, like, watching everything, renting whatever and watching it and seeing if it was good or not. Um I'm way more busy now. It's the early 2000s. Yeah, Julie Walters is in this thing. Judy Dent, Judy Dench is in this, I think. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they all get together. And they what go. about, hear me out, Alan Rickman? Is he <laughs> Does he have a small part that you don't realize? Is it on his IMDb? Uh, by the way, I did realize he was in Eye in the Sky. Uh, Kieran Hines is in this thing. Or you could have just elaborately already looked it up and set it up to make yourself look good because you got a computer right in front of you and you cherry pick. That seems. Oh, yeah. And then Alan Rickman, hold on, let me look it up. And then you're just fake clicking away on those <laughs> keys because I can't see the screen. That seems a far way to go to prove that point. Uh, I don't know, though. You are quite polished at doing these types of things. What? Maybe you've, uh, How dare you? That's, that's part of the polish. <laughs> Patton Oswald's in this thing, too. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was cute. it was because it's a cute little film because I mean like you know they get naked for this calendar and it's about the it's about the the larger story about like what was going on in their town their community that these women need to do this and then what it exposes about the gender politics that have been going on for decades with between these older generation uh, people and so okay. all of that gets explored. Uh, all right, my number two or Brendan's number two is the uh, Monster University. Not on the list. Yeah, oh, interesting. Uh, Brendan says, finally, a prequel that I think challenges the original. Funny and heartwarming. Pixar doesn't disappoint in this one. Matt knows you shake your head. It's not as good as the first one. Okay. I know that you feel the inverse. I do. I think it's as good. No. In different ways. It's good. I'm not taking it away. It's really I good just movie. much prefer the first one. Okay. And I realize why you can't do that again. 
do type what? of oh do the first one again yeah have them what fall in love with another little girl mm-hmm. it would diminish the first one so that they did something different with it I applaud that yeah and a bunch of the different scenes were a ton of fun yep some good humor in it mm-hmm. it looked beautiful she's a you know gorgeously crafted character yes see that flying dragon with almost inside insect like legs like millipede legs yeah yeah, the yeah, end. yeah. just yeah. she looks. Is it Dean Hardscrabble? Dean Hardscrabble. Just a ridiculous over-the-top name. It's like – it's got a lot of good. I just don't think it's as good to me as the first one. That's it's all. a strong speech she delivers when she says some people just aren't built to make it, just aren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, my god. This is, a, this is what separates Pixar from a lot of under-animated studios. They will say some really hard shit in their movies and you're just like, fuck. Like this feels a little too real. And the kids won't really grasp the scope of what – some of the adults are saying, but you, as an older age, you're just like, oh, my God. You know, it's like that's a scary thing to think about because that's something you put in the back of your mind. Like, what if I'm not good enough to do this thing? What if I'm – no matter how hard I work, it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. And, and when she says that to Sully about Mike, you're just like, wow. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, my number one or Brandon's number one is Trumbo, which is a pun from oh, earlier. Was that your two? Uh, no, I already did the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oh, I'm two. sorry. You're right. I'm used to us going in reverse. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I apologize. Gosford Park. Oh, not on the list, clearly. Yep. As I just admitted. Yeah. Um, number, so she says, besides that this movie inspired the creation of one of my favorite shows, Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah? Mirren is simply incredible in it. She was nominated for an Oscar for a role. And honestly, she deserved to win based solely on her scene uh, at the end of the movie. I blame Maggie Smith for also being incredible in this film and splitting yeah. the vote. Dame Maggie Smith. Hell yeah, it yeah. is. Gosford Park's good. Yeah. Who doesn't love good upstairs, downstairs? Is it Altman who does Gosford Park? Who does Gosford Park? That sounds about right. It's an Altman type of story right? in that there's all so many moving parts. Yeah, I thought that was Altman. It would make sense, but it's... Oh. I'm looking it up for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so says you. You didn't know that I was going to spring that movie on you? You didn't have it just no. waiting in an open tab? It is Altman. I remember because I recently found out it was Altman and it shocked me because it's a British film. It is. I, through I, and through, I think yeah. it was a British film. And Philippe has a terrible accent in that movie. You can't deny that. That's a horrible accent. But he's doing his best. He's a young actor. Hey, what what are you do? What are you, exactly. What are you going to do? Is that uh, Philippe? When you said Philippe, I was like, I'm trying in my head. It is it Philippe? Philippe. Ryan okay. Philippe. All right. What is he doing? The Phil- He's Philippe now? I'll, do, I'll defer to you, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It sounds like Ryan Philippi does not come up in my life. I just learned it when he came out in those rash of movies right around when him and Reese. Yeah. Uh, we're dating. Yeah. We're yeah. dating and then got married. Yeah, that's right. They did get married. And then it was like he was off my radar until uh, MacGruber. Oh, yeah. MacGruber. That's right. I hadn't seen Philippi in fucking forever. And then suddenly it's like, hold on. Is this dude likable? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I saw the report last night. Matt, you got to see this thing when it comes out on Amazon. I don't know if this coming out. I think it's coming out in the theaters too. But it's that uh, about the CIA torture and the redacted reports that went around that mm-hmm. uh, that they created. Uh, and Adam Driver's in this thing. And Ed Benning plays Diane Feinstein. Feinstein, as I've been schooled last night. Uh, and um, there's a kid. I mean, there's a guy in the film, and it's the young kid from Spin City. And I haven't seen that fucker since Spin City. Which so I was kid. shocked. Remember the kid, the, like the young intern that was always like, uh, Mike, uh, I, I don't know what I should do with the like floppy brown hair. He had the like semi lisp. I'd have, I'd have to see him. Oh, okay. All I right. remember, uh, you know, obviously Michael Keaton, right, and then Heather Locklear. Oh, that, those are the later years. The later years. Sheen came at that time too. Uh, but then across from him was um, 
the guy that's on Succession now, and he was in Ferris Bueller. He w- he worked in the same office. Oh, Cameron Ruck. There you yes, go. yes. And then a bald-headed black guy. Yeah, Michael Boatman. That was in Crimson yeah. Tide. Yes, he was. Um, but I don't remember the young kid. Okay, Richard Kind was also on it. Remember? There you go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jennifer Esposito was on for a season or two. Don't remember that. Connie Britton was on the whole time. Okay, I think pretty much the whole time, uh, except for the last season. I think she left for the last two or three seasons. Um, Carla Gugino. Oh, I remember Carla Gugino. Remember, she was like his in the first season. She was his girlfriend in the first season. I remember that. Holy! I only occasionally saw it when it was on repeats. I think Alexander Chaplin is the guy's name. I think. Yeah, this guy. So this is what he looks like now. Oh, yeah. Do you okay. remember, remember? Yeah. He was always the goofy kid who didn't know what to do. He was always fumbling over himself and shit. Yeah. Well, I saw him last night. I hadn't seen him in years in anything. And then I saw him in this, and I was like, holy shit. So I was pretty surprised by that. I, it, when it comes out of nowhere? I know. Like, you're just like, what? Where do I know you from? Hold on. Oh, my God. You're. Yeah. Sometimes it's instant. You're like, that dude? <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. He consistently works. I guess like small one-offs on TV shows. I don't, that's what how do you stay alive on that? Are you making Spin City like is Spin City giving you money? Like how does this, to this mo- day? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. You know, I'm sure it's in syndication somewhere. He's yeah. Maybe getting a modest amount. Yeah, he can't be getting enough to like live off of. So doing three one episode arcs on a show does that pay the bills? That's all he had on that show. No, no, uh, he was a series regular on the show. Yeah, he, he did a hundred episodes, but like on 2003 he does. Uh, a TV movie and one episode of Law and Order. How do you pay your bills off that? Two, I don't know. 2004, one movie. 2005, one movie. 2006, one movie. 2007, one episode of a TV show. So it's all weird to me uh, how people stay alive in this business. Yeah. Do what you got to do. And pay their bills. But maybe he invested wisely. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too. I liked him. All right. Uh, the number one and then is, is uh, Trumbo on my end. Okay. Not on your list, you said? No, no. It's on my list. It's a pump from earlier. Oh, that's right. Pump from earlier. Interesting look at the state of America and Hollywood shortly after World War II. Brian Cranston's greatest performance to date. Whoa. Whoa. Cranston's greatest performance to date? Whoa. Are we talking on screen like film? Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. He's great in it. Yeah, certainly good in it. I think he was nominated. He was nominated. Yeah, okay. He was easily the best part of that movie. Yeah. Um, okay. It's nothing against everybody else, just he does so much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Kristen writes, she had Trumbo at six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miriam plays this villainous gossip colonist who is stuck, uh, who's so stuck up and blinded by her ideals, but Miriam finds this great balance where you both hate her and sympathize with her believing in her. Her ideals so strongly. Hmm. Not an easy thing to do, but Mirren does it with great energy. Well, she does. She places it, you know, something that totally existed. Yeah. Something that's just, hey, I won't tell this story, but give me an exclusive for my readers. And she <laughs> has her readership and goes out in X number of newspapers. And yep. That's how she makes her money. Yeah. Just fucking scamming around, holding on to the juicy stuff so she can get whatever she needs. Yep. Uh, John Goodman's in this thing too, right? Doesn't he play his friend? think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there's our separate. Oh, no. You got to do number one. My bad. Fuck my it. number one. The Damn queen. It. The queen. The punt from my number three. Or Brandon's number three. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? He says uh, a masterful performance in the film I think she will be remembered for. Definitely earned her Oscar. I agree. This is number one for me. She's incredible in this film. Okay. 
Uh, Kristen says, like I said, Helen Mirren is great at playing queens. Mirren was born for this role, and she absolutely earned her Oscar win. You see Queen Elizabeth as both this out-of-touch woman and a strong character who is just trying to uphold her country's traditions. It's an incredibly balanced, understated performance. Um, She is really just perfection in this role. Plus, there are corgis. So it is the obvious choice for number one. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Although I will say this. I mean, she said – I was reading a thing about her and she said that she cried when she saw the outfits for the film because she was going to be so dowdy in the film. Really? Yeah. Like she looked at her and she's like, oh, my God. Um, But she delivered an incredible – it's still one of my favorite films that she's ever done and certainly one of my favorite British films um, because it really captures the aristocracy of Mm -hmm. that and um, contrasts it with the people's love of Diana. And you really are like – she's sympathetic in the fact that the reason she doesn't get it is because she's had decades of a certain way of things that are supposed to be. Yeah. And she – because she was so much later in her life – Having to adjust a mentality about how to approach something uh, was very difficult for her, you know. And you, but how could it not be? Right, exactly. And that's the thing. And that's why I think the movie does really well because she's kind of not likable in the first twenty to thirty minutes of the film because she's a bit like stuffy and judgmental and snarky. That grows though. Yeah. If you're groomed for that your entire life, right, right. Of course, you're like listen. I've been. This has been drilled into me. This is the way it works. Yep. Yep. Uh, I guess not wanting to defy the traditions and the systems in place. Mm-hmm. That's why change is always hard. I've never been really that fascinated with the royals. Oh yeah, it's interesting. Sure, but it's never been something that's ever captiv- captivated my attention beyond just like the oh the this descended from this and how did it happen type of thing. Right. But the palace intrigue type stuff, not for me. Not your jam. Yeah, I don't really care. Okay. I I, I like the other things that are going on around. Sometimes sure. I like the intrigue on the inside, but the anytime they do these, you know, based on yeah, outside yeah. of King's Speech, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, King's Speech is great. It is. Yeah. It humanizes and makes them interesting. I do like that show with uh, was it Claire? Uh, yeah, The Crown. Yeah, The Crown's good. The Crown's really good. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. I liked it. The third season. You see the trailer for the third season? Uh-huh. Oh, it's really good. She's looked. It's. Olivia Coleman looking at Claire Foy, a picture of Claire Foy as a younger woman, oh, really? and then a new portrait of herself. And the gentleman, the guys are like trying to, the they're trying to like like, oh, well, you know, this is it happens with age and the difference here. You still read, and she goes, oh, there's such a difference here from, uh, and she goes from what I was to the old bat I am now, and you're like, oh shit, and so. Olivia Coleman's a great casting choice for this. Now, I, I, I was on the fence about it because she's a great actress. Yeah, I just Claire Foy was so such an interesting energy as Elizabeth. Yeah, I was worried what Olivia was going to do with it. Um, and then you watch the the one minute trailer. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking fine. This is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm intrigued. I yeah. came to it late. I watched oh, okay. season two first. Oh, interesting. Well, I already know it's a slower season than the first season. It is. Yeah. While true, all I heard was season one was great, so then mm-hmm. uh, Catherine watched it, and then when season two started, I was like, I'll start it with you. Yeah. Because- Just catch me up as we go along? Well, it's not even. I already know most of the buildup, at least. Oh, okay. Why X is here and why Y is here. Right, or the, the overall. But that one's more about the just the back and forth, like her sister- Right. And her husband. Right. Um, you know, the first one, you got Churchill. Yeah. Which is great. Luke yeah, Gass there's more great. of the policy. He is. He's awesome. So good. 
Yeah, we'll see. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really want to see what happens. Um, all right, let's put this uh, damn thing together, brother. Um, I can type if you don't want to type. Sure. Good. All right, let's type do away. this thing. Uh, do we have any common? We have some commonality. We have some. We have uh, red Excalibur, the Queen, the Queen Trumbo. Okay, and you don't have Gosford Park. So no. where do you have the Queen? You got the Queen three. Queen's so I, at three. Trumbo's at one. Yeah, but I got one for Queen Trumbo. Oh yeah, okay. So the so, Queen it is. The Queen and then Trumbo. Okay. Sounds good. What's next? I we have. Do we have uh, Excalibur's at five? But that's your. Uh, that is my nine. Yeah, yeah. So let's go lower on the list. And then red, I've got it seven, and you've got it where? Eight. So at least those two will stay on. Yeah, but those will be lower, so it'll go Excalibur and red whenever we get to that. What do you have next at two? At two, I got Gosford Park. Okay, I got Monster University. I'm at two. I'm happy to put Gosford Park and then Monster University. You cool with that? Yep. Okay. Because I agree. There's probably a lot of people that didn't don't agree that it should be that high. All right. My next is Calendar Girls. What do you got at three? Oh, you already have your three, right? I did the Queen, yeah. So Calendar Girls goes. Okay. What would you want to do our combos at this point? Right after Calendar Girls, I think is good. Okay. So in the six. So what Excalibur do we Excalibur and then Red. Okay. All right. We're up to eight. So which I got my number four. Me too. The Long Good Friday is my number four. Okay. Go with that. Okay. And then we'll do Eye in the Sky to close. Okay. Well, that'll be the nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got Excalibur at five, so you have something different at five that goes to ten. We already did Excalibur. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you have something different at five. Oh, I'm you, sorry. You, you, uh, Madness of King George. Okay. That'll be the ten. All right. There we go. Boom. Are right, you ready? Uh, yeah. Do we need the bongos for this? No, I got okay. banging. Let's do it. Uh, let's see on the real. All right, here we go. The realest top ten Helen Mirren movies. Yes. <laughs> I think we should do that again. You want to do that again? You want to do it again? Yeah, I, feel like I just wanted again. to like come in and fade out. Uh, was that loud? That was good. I like it's it. As loud as it goes. All right. The top ten Helen Mirrens on the realest. Yeah. Realest. There you go. All right. And Helen Mary movies, I meant. All right. And number 10. The Madness of King George. Coming in at number eight. eight. Nine, rather. Eye in the Sky. And number eight. The Long Good Friday. And number seven. Red. And number six. Excalibur. Coming in at number five. Calendar Girls. And number four. Monsters University. And number three. Gosford Park. And number two. Trumbo. And finally, the number one Helen movie, Helen Mirren movie. <laughs> On the relist, Pip Pip Cheerio, the Queen. There you go. Oh man, it's only downhill from here. That's I know, the worst I part. know, bro. I know. Just, I'm already good, just barely hanging on the side of this Tibetan road, where you like the wheels are starting to come off in some weird fifth script for Indiana Jones that may or may not be made. It's like, oh, dude, this better write itself. I don't want to hit black ice and then go off the side. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. That's our uh, realist for the top 10 Helen Mirren movies. Thank you so much uh, to um, the people who submitted their lists. And go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah. Th- to Chris Alexakos for helping us put the- this together. Yep. And, you know, our patrons, um, Kristen Smith, Brandon Monroe, and Angeli Dashner. Thank you, Angela. And if you guys want to join in on the realist and all the other cool stuff that we do, go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10. Right. With the number 10, you can join there. And we do all kinds of different stuff for you guys. 
Um, so please hit us up there. You can hit me up online anywhere at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. And uh, if you'd like to join the discussion, there's been some uh, some nice polls and whatnot. I think Master and, Master and Commander is uh, beating your Excalibur poll. Well, well I think you clear, I think you kind of undercut that poll by tw- by uh, commenting that this was about who'd seen it, not which one they prefer. Well, that's what you asked for. Uh, which one? Who'd seen it? Yes. Yeah. That's what you asked for in the right. show. And but they're Hasso, doing it. They're, they're doing it in a different way. I, I love it. Very Trumpian of you. Look, no, I got no control. <laughs> the people do... What the people want to do? I'm saying they didn't put it up correctly. Dude, I, I agree with you. I read one comment. I I was almost had tears what, in my what, eyes. What was the comment? Somebody was just like, oh, "I'd love it if uh, I think it was Daniel Clarity." Okay, something along those lines. I apologize if I'm getting that wrong, but like, oh, I'd love it if Nose did a history podcast, which will never happen. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, that's kind of you. Yeah, say of course. Thing. And I just went through and like the the fifth, sixth, seventh comments. Some two just went pass. <laughs> <laughs> It just fucking slayed me. It's all these people be like, oh, that'd be awesome. This truth business, dude, literally just going to pass. <laughs> I fucking died laughing. I'm not kidding. I let them know. There's no way you're not like a fan of the show. So I know it's with love. So <laughs> yeah, just right. the fucking joke of just pass. Oh, man. Just got chumped like a toddler. <laughs> it's fucking great. I laughed so hard. Oh, that's perfect. But yeah, <laughs> over at uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, the top 10 show with the number 10. And the guy's name was Kevin. I can't remember last name, Kev. <laughs> that was uh, brilliant. I, yeah, it was. It's just, oh, that's so good. Thank you for that. I needed it. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Follow him, Matt Ma- Nost. Follow me at The Roca Says. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on The Realist. The Realist. The Realist.